80s Madonna, right? It's great Madonna. So, so 80s Madonna. So 80s Madonna is great Madonna. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I feel like 90s Madonna is a little overlooked. Mm, like In what way? I just... Maybe it was by me. Maybe this is a personal I th- statement. I think it was... This is a Because <laughs> I was listening through today and I'm like, Jesus Christ. 90s Madonna had legit jams. Oh, yeah. Best legit. jams. Best jams. Wait, would it be wrong to say 90s Madonna... Might be best Madonna. Ooh, don't say that yet. Ooh. I wouldn't say that yet. I Ooh. mean, music-wise, that's sure. what I mean. I sure. mean, music-wise. Sure. Per- oh no, no, not person-wise. Personally, no matter what no. I'm saying about Madonna, if it's positive, it's probably <laughs> it's about not the music. about her personality. It's 100 percent about her music. I just feel like her music reached a maturity in the 90s that I was like, "This is really good." And maybe oh, yeah. it's just because I got older too. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Yeah. There was a maturity to it that, like... How did she have that when she was a total asshole? <laughs> yeah. 80s Madonna was very, like, kid sistery in yeah. a way. Which is but, still great. Yeah. Not knocking it. It was still very fun. But uh, 90s was was a little more serious. Yeah. In weird ways. Right. But like, you know what? uncomfortable ways. No I matter guess. what. It wasn't 2000s and, and after Madonna. That it was not. <laughs> Thank God. God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> Hot Madonna takes. Hot Madonna takes for days. Get ready for them. We are your weekly podcast, bringing you sweet treats from the wacky world of music. Wacky. It's wacky. <laughs> I just like calling it the way. Wacky world sports and music. Just, just music. We don't talk about sports. 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 That's all we know about sports. All I know about sports is what Huey Lewis in the news taught me. So. That's true. That's they taught us a lot they about taught sports. Us a lot. <laughs> they anyway. taught me if this was it to let them know. Exactly. You got to let them know. I will. I'll do it. I'll but let anyway. them know. But anyway, who are you? Yes. <laughs> Who's this bitch? Who are you? Hi, I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. <laughs> We're your hosts. We're your non sequitur hosts of the evening. <laughs> That's how we roll. I'm just making sure you didn't forget who we were. I forget. I try to forget who I am almost every day. I yeah. wake up and I'm like, who am I? Oh, that's right. Maggie. Today I'm a lobster. So oh, we are definitely rock lobsters. We sat outside for too long. We enjoyed the sunshine, which we can't do. Yeah. Like, we know better. We know better. No, I mean, the top half of me is fine because I use sunscreen. But then um, right before we got in our giant inflatable unicorn float, which is amazing, um, I was like, my legs never get burned. I'm not going to put sunscreen on my legs. Oh. And then guess what? My legs are destroyed. Mine got burnt as badly as yours. And I put sunscreen on. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That's with sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. I should never be in the sun. <laughs> it hurts. It's the not sun great. hurts. Guys, sunshine. It's. You know what? Boz Lerman is right. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. He was a smart man. You know, quite frankly, that song holds up. The advice in there? I mean, it's it's probably made to be like classically like you should always listen to this advice. Yeah. But he's right. It's good advice. It's good advice. The sunscreen, like yeah. top notch advice. <laughs> Thanks, Baz. Thanks. Is it Boz? Baz? I don't know. It's Baz to me. I says Boz. Sure. How would Madonna say it? Balls. Because now she has a British accent. Oh, now she has a Portuguese accent. Now people are saying, they're complaining that she has a Portuguese accent because she lives in Portugal now. 
All right, we'll get there, right? I didn't put it in my notes, but we can talk about it whenever. Because <laughs> I don't even want to deal with it. So. Yeah, current Madonna is like, nobody wants to touch that. I don't even want to bother. Oh. I mean, I'm sure by I the mean, end we'll, we'll bitch and complain about oh, it. So. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to talk about her latest album. Woof. <sighs> Woof. Woof Aroni. Uh, but before we totally get into the episode, allow me to discuss the beer we're drinking this evening. It is from Zero Gravity, which is a fantastic brewery in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Love that fucking place. We've been there a couple times. It's great. If you are anywhere near it, Burlington, Vermont, Vermont, <laughs> Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. Who am I, Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> what even accent is that? Has she even been to Vermont? Something makes me think she's probably never been to Vermont. She just the only Burlington she's ever heard of is the Coke Factory. She won't go there. She won't go. I'm not saying she went there. She's <laughs> just saying, like, when she went to the mall a lot, she saw it when she was in the 80s. Yeah, probably. Malls are cool in the 80s. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. So from Zero Gravity, uh, we're drinking Madonna. I think it's a double IPA, but the way they wrote it, it's just IIPA. <laughs> it's a Roman numeral PA. It's Roman numeral PA, which makes it not an IPA. It's a 2PA. Oh, it's a 2PA. Shit. Which is a fancy way of saying toupee. Ooh. I think it's just a weird... I think that's how that's Vermont stupid. says double IPA. They say toupee. They say toupee instead. Hey, can I get that Madonna toupee? <laughs> it's just a hat with Madonna's face on it. <laughs> it's just a skull cap with Madonna's face on oh, it. Oh, that's horrifying. Isn't that horrifying? That is horrifying. Can you imagine? This This is turning into an October. A spooptober episode. That's scary. No, we're not ready. I'm not ready for the f- I love fall. I'm not ready for it. I no. need at least one more sunburn. <laughs> and then I'll one. be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hold on. Before we get into shit talking, I do think that she was quite influential. I do respect the fact that she yeah, did yeah. what she no, did. No, I, I cover it. I, I, okay. I cover it. Okay, because like... <laughs> Going into this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk so much shit and everybody's no. going to think I'm an asshole. No, it, I'm going to do the same thing because like half of the shit she did was great. Half of it was horrible. So it's going to be a roller coaster ride, guys. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. Buckle it up. All right. I'm buckled it's in. It's the law. <laughs> it's the Rock Candy Law. Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> So once again, my main source for this was the book Madonna Like an Icon by Lucy O'Brien. But she did also look up a lot of fun videos from the 2000s. I sure did. They were fun. <laughs> Guys, the 2000s were a mistake. You ever look back on videos from like the 90s and you're like, ooh, the 90s. Ooh. Or, oh, the, the late 80s were not good. And then you're like, oh, but the 2000s. The hair in the 2000s alone. The hair. The flared pants. The the fake baseball shirts that all the girls oh, wore. Yeah. The iridescent lipstick. The you know, shiny the body glitter. There was so there was much so of much it. body glitter. Yeah. There's still body glitter on Britney Spears that she hasn't gotten off from two thousand. She just keeps dropping it on everybody. Yeah, right. She just walks around. She's still she's just walking <laughs> body glitter at this point. She is a walking stick of Bath and Body Works body glitter. Go <laughs> for her though. That's some life goals. Yeah, she smells great. She smells great. <laughs> anyway, let's fucking get into this. Yes. The late eighties were rough for Madonna. Yeah. As they were for us all. 
honestly. I don't know. I was like five. I liked the late 80s. Care Unless Bears, you were a My child. Pony. Unless you were a kid, then it was fine. Transformers. Yeah. I had great times. She battled a divorce. Mm. Her last movie didn't do so well. And she was under pressure to write another hit album. On top of that, the times were a-changin'. The U.S. was going through a recession, and her audience was feeling it pretty hard. True Blue was an album that reflected the jubilance of the mid-80s, but all that was gone. Her next album needed to be a little bit deeper and darker to fit the times. Mm. She was headstrong going into Like a Prayer in 1988. Yes. She knew what she wanted and how to get the music she wanted out of the people she was working with. She demanded respect by being overbearing, almost overwhelming people with her demands. Oof. But it paid off. Like a Prayer was released in March 1989 and was yet another smash hit for Madonna. Like a Prayer was one of my favorite fucking videos ever when I was a kid. It's the best Madonna song. Fight me. It's really good. Fight me. It's really good. It's so good. And the video was really good, too. Right? The video... And, like... Best looking Madonna, I feel like. Yeah. Like that curly brown hair. Yeah. That was it. Fuck blondes have more fun. Brunettes are ballin'. Um, she always looked really good with dark hair. And she, in the 90, 80s and 90s, she did the goth look very well. Oh my God. Very well. She 100% Talk goth. about some alabaster skin. Mm, she did a good job with it. I yeah. think she probably, she must have bleached once or twice. She was real alabaster. <laughs> she could have been, yeah. Like a Prayer reflected the more dour times of the late 80s by taking on a more taking on more serious themes like Madonna's childhood, her mother's death, and her father's strictness. The song Like a Prayer obviously went on to be a huge hit, but of course controversy followed. Oh, yeah. The music video featured Madonna kissing a <gasps> black Christ. What? Jesus was white. Obviously, he was a white man. How dare she? My God. Offended. We're all w- rolling our eyes while we're saying this, in case you didn't pick yeah, that up. In case, yeah, in case sarcasm didn't yeah. read. Um, it also featured stigmata and burning crosses, but also highlighted racial injustice. Of course, conservatives didn't like that. What? And they lost their shit over it. What? Unsurprisingly, Pepsi terminated their endorsement contract with her as soon as people threatened to boycott them. Ugh. Because Pepsi's a bitch. Diet Coke all the way. <laughs> I I don't like any of them. That's fine. She also collaborated with Prince on one track Hell? called Love Song. Yeah. The two originally got together to write a musical, oh but they quickly but they quickly realized their working styles didn't mesh, and the only product of their work together was the song. It's not great. It's not. You'd think like two great tastes taste great together. That That is not true. But I think they are just, they are two, you can't have two in, insanely headstrong soloists. Who very much want to be in control in the studio. Yeah, they can't do it. Yeah. You can't. So the fact that they got one song out was a miracle, but also it was not good. It is not a good song. No, it's I'm not sorry. great. It's it not. Yeah. It's like you see that together. You're like, oh, Madonna and Prince. And you hear like... But it's Madonna and Ooh, Prince. What happened? This is a low point for both of them. What had happened? What had happened is that it was bad. Surprisingly, Express Yourself was also on this album. And I say surprisingly because I very much thought that the song was on a later album. Same. Yeah. 
but it wasn't. It was Cause on... didn't it come out the same time she was in Dick Tracy, like the video for it? It came it's, out. It's all inspired by it, isn't it? No. Oh. You are mixing that up with Vogue. Oh, I am. Which it, I want to say Express Yourself came out very shortly before Vogue. Right. Because I always confuse the two myself. They're both black and white, I believe. Yes. That's, they were both. You know they were that's both, what it is. Both videos were directed by David Vin- Fincher. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's such an indication of where Madonna would go after this that it seems like it should have been on her next album. Yeah. And continuing the winning streak was her role in the film Dick Tracy, with Warren Beatty playing the title character and Madonna playing Breathless Mahoney, a glamorous gangster's mall. A.K.A. Marilyn Monroe. Basically. Look, I've never seen Dick Tracy, but I know enough. To I mean, know that she's just basically Marilyn Monroe. I would say Marilyn Monroe and like Jean Harlow mixed together. Okay. Like old movie Siren and and, Mar- and Marilyn. And just Marilyn I said, Monroe. I Marilyn Manson. I almost said you Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yep. That's, no, I wish early. it was Marilyn Manson. That would have made Dick Tracy so much more watchable. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Can yeah. we remake that and just have Marilyn Manson play playing? all the roles? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Marilyn Tracy. Aww. Dick Manson. <laughs> Dick Manson! Dick Manson! There you yes, go. This is great. Breathless Marilyn. <laughs> the movie was well received, but Madonna also gained Warren Beatty as a new beau. Uh, that, we've we've that talked was, about this. It was That was questionable. It was uh, well, cringeworthy. Well, we've talked about it. We've not talked about it on the... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We talked about it behind the scenes. Which and, was... Uh, well, I think the, the general consensus is just like... Daddy issues. Ugh. Daddy issues. Well, Warren Beatty, like... He was 50. Yeah. When and, I, the relationship in general was pretty problematic, wasn't it? It just... Everyone was very confused by it. Well, he was kind of an... Wasn't he an alcoholic? At oh, that point? I don't know. He might have been. Might have been. It was weird. It was not, like, the best. It's not the healthiest relationship you could have been in. Yeah, for either one of them. Yeah. It was very much her rebound. Oh, yeah. After a divorce. Interesting rebound. Right? But, yeah. I mean, he was still that, like, ladies' man that hooked up with all of his co-stars. It yeah. wasn't until he married Annette Bening that he really, like, oh, fuck, I gotta sit down, settle down. Because you don't fuck on Annette Bening, first of all. You don't. You don't. She's a classy lady. You don't fuck around with her. Like, you either settle the fuck down or you get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, That's... net betting. You tell him. Yeah, right? Warren Beatty. Watch your shit. I, I think he did, though. He did. Okay. Um, <laughs> But Madonna's relationship with him only lasted through 1990. Aside from the movie's soundtrack, Madonna decided to record a separate album called I'm Breathless that would accompany the movie. These were mostly jazz and swing inspired songs, but one stood out. The last track on the album, Vogue, would go on to become one of Madonna's biggest hits ever. Yeah, I mean, like, when people hear Madonna, the first thing they think of is Vogue. Yeah, I also didn't know that this was off of a technically a Dick Tracy soundtrack. Yeah, it's kind of I weird. Didn't, yeah, again, I didn't see the movie. Probably isn't even in the movie, but. I, I did yeah, not it's realize not. that they were... Yeah, none of the songs on I'm Breathless were in the movie. It was like a companion album to the movie. Because she was breathless. Yeah, exactly. I get uh. it. I get it. <laughs> the Immaculate Collection was released in 1990, but this was a different kind of album as it was the first of many greatest hits compilations. And I remember getting that and being like, this is the best album I've ever owned. Yep. A new song, Justify My Love, was included on it 
And it wasn't written by Madonna at all, even mm. though it became one of her biggest hits, too. Yeah. It was actually it's written... a sexy song. It is. That's a sexy song. And it was actually written by one-time girlfriend of Prince, Ingrid Chavez, whom you might know as co-star of Graffiti Bridge, the ill-fated follow-up to Ooh. Purple Rain. Yeah. At the time, she was dating Lenny Kravitz, who basically <laughs> stole the song from her and shopped it out to Madonna. What? Yeah. So she was dating Prince. They made Graffiti Bridge. They broke up. She started dating Lenny Kravitz. And then she recorded this song while he was like in the studio doing something for his own music shit. They broke up. He kept the song, sold it to Madonna, and then called up Ingram one day. It was like, no, Madonna's going to do your song. You have no say in it. <gasps> and she got no credit whatsoever. Wow, Lenny Kravitz. Wow, Madonna. Like, wow, everyone. She knew. She oh. knew that she was basically stealing her song. And didn't give her any credit for it. I don't know. Wow, everybody. Wow, everybody. Except for Prince. <laughs> Prince had nothing to do with it. Right. So. That's why you're like, no wow to Prince. He's Except fine. Graffiti Bridge. Ooh. But you know what? It does have the song, Sometimes It Snows in April. Yeah. And that's a fucking cry fest song. <laughs> good for it. Good for Prince. It's good. It's, I mean, good in for this Prince. situation. Yeah, yeah. In this situation, good for Prince. Yeah. Bad for everybody else. Poor Ingrid. Did, like, I mean, now I want to know, like, what happened? Um, She doesn't regret not um getting anything from it and not getting any credit because now people actually know that she actually wrote it right and lenny kravitz and madonna kind of end up sounding like assholes in this situation um, and they kind of were yeah, yeah so yeah just picturing the party where like lenny kravitz rolls up on madonna like hey i got this song because you know he talked like that and uh I don't. I feel like you mean that because he does. No, I talk. mean that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, but he does talk like this. There's shade in there, but I mean it, right? <laughs> Yo, I got the song. Uh, someone else wrote it, but you want it? Fifty grand. All right, I'll take it. Just uh, tell everybody I wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, See cool. you, babe. Bye, babe. You know he called her babe too, and touched her on the butt before he left. Ugh, Lenny Kravitz. Skeevy. I never really, I never really maligned you until now. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, but like, sorry, I he never gave me him. a real reason to hate him. Yeah, like you can like just be like, there's something about him, and now I know what the something is. Yeah, it's that something. That's the something. Yep. Fucking Lenny Kravitz. And the fact that he walked around New York City with an actual phone receiver plugged into his cell phone, talking on it like it was an actual phone. Yeah, he oh did my that. God. He did that. Oh my god. Or the fact that he like flashed everyone his dick, but he still gets to perform live and and everyone's just like, oh, I saw Lady Kravitz's a woman flashes dick. her tits. Oh my god, she's called banned, the, she's called banned the... from halftime shows for the rest of her life. Right. Anyway, anyway, we could go off on that forever. Let's not. Let's continue with Madonna. I'm sure I'll hit a Super Bowl moment at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, the video for Justify My Love caused quite a stir. Mm -hmm. The video featured scenes of BDSM and same-sex kissing. <gasps> I mean, that was super scandalous for the 90s, though. For this point, yeah, it was. And while Like a Prayer was delegated to late-night viewing only because of its controversial issues, Justify My Love was outright banned from MTV. Wasn't it rated, like, NC-17, even though it like Which is, like, eye-rolly at this point. Oh, yeah. But at, at this point on American television, they wouldn't even show, like, butt cheeks. So. <laughs> and I remember when NYPD Blue. Hey, we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> yeah, they showed butts and everyone's like. Cops <gasps> and butts. Cops and. Cops. Yeah, cops and butts. Cops and butts, admirals and asses. 
feds and fannies. <laughs> yeah, NYPD Blue getting them feds and fannies. Yeah, they were, though. Yeah, that was a big scandal. And that was, like, 94, 95? But that was right after this happened. Right. So, so thanks, Madonna, for giving us NYPD butts? butt. Thanks for giving us primetime butts. Oh, my God. Primetime butts. Madonna got us them primetime butts, though. Yeah. All right. You know what? Respect. I'll give her that. If anything. She, she gave, gave us, us primetime prime butts. Primetime butts. Emboldened by all the press she was getting, Madonna set out on the Blonde Ambition Tour with the intent on making it a full spectacle. It was one of the very first extravagant pop concert tours with a massage stage. (laughs) (laughs) With a massive stage set up and multiple costume changes. This was the tour. Just like, I'm just picturing masseuses all just, on this. That's like, all it was. And the whole time audience she's just laying members, on a table But it's like singing. audience members going up one by one just to get like one of those massage chair things. Am I that old where I think that sounds wonderful? It sounds great. I wish every concert you had that. I would pay 50 bucks a ticket for that. Oh. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, easily. That's great. This is the tour where she debuted the Notorious Cone Bra. Yep. Designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier, the cone bra became synonymous with Madonna through the 90s and even to today. Yep. A filmmaker followed her around on the Blonde Ambition Tour, and eventually the documentary Truth or Dare was released in May 1991. Yes. It was incredibly successful, even though it was criticized as maybe not being so genuine. Right. She was even later sued by her own dancers who argued their privacy was invaded by some of the footage in the film and they weren't paid to be in the film either. I doubt they were. No, they were not. She was. There is um I never I never watched it, but a friend of mine told me I really should. I think that I don't know if it's still on it, but there's a Netflix documentary about the backup dancers. Yes. Just in general backup dancers and how super fucked they get. After the tour was over, they had nothing. Yeah. Like, they they couldn't get work because they were paid really well on this tour. Okay. But after the tour was over, they still needed to make money, but they had to resort to taking jobs for, like, 50 bucks. Because because they were on tour for, like, what, two years? Yeah. So you're on this tour for a year and a half, two years. That's two years of regular work you're not getting. But then that's bananas that you can't walk up to somebody and be like, I was a dancer on Madonna's fucking tour. But who gives a shit about that when I that's do. not something that has ever really been done before? It's like, yeah, you went on this big tour. I didn't see it. Oh, uh, just too I don't, early for that, that stuff, I Yeah, guess. like, who cares? Nobody's done a tour like this before. Who gives a shit? And also, pay, pay people who are going to be in your documentary. Right. And also, there was a point in the documentary... Where she says something really fucking shitty, and it's points like that when I really question how genuine her feminist tendencies are. Mm. Because I guess there was one point, a serious point in the documentary, where they were talking about a makeup artist who went to a club, somebody spiked her drink, and then raped her. Oh my god. Madonna's reaction to someone telling her the story, she burst out laughing. Ugh. Come on. And eventually she like calmed down and like realized the seriousness of it. But it's like. That's are a you weird fucking, initial reaction. Why would you burst out laughing when somebody tells you a friend's drink? Somebody who does your makeup every fucking night yeah. just got raped. Like. Yeah, that's weird. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't your first like 
reaction be concern and like, holy shit, is she okay? I mean, I guess sometimes the the thrills of touring and just like the privilege of like making all this money and being so big, maybe it just makes you forget. Oh wait, there's humans with real problems. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I'm I not even know. trying to defend it, or like I'm just trying to figure out where yeah. she'd be coming from and with that. The book that I used for this, I liked it, but in this particular instance, and in a bunch of other instances, the author kind of makes excuses for her behavior, right? And I don't think that's right. There's no excuse for that kind of reaction, Mm-mm. whether it was staged or not, because a lot of people thought that the documentary was not genuine and she was acting in a lot of these scenes. I'm sure she was, though, too. Yeah. You could be grandiose and acting in something right? that's a documentary, like putting on a face. But at the same time, if this was an acted piece of the documentary, why, why would you act incredulous and, like, laugh at somebody's rape? Because you're dumb and immature. I, I guess. I'd like, best case scenario. I suppose, but, I mean... Again, not defending it, just trying to figure out where she's coming right. from. Right. I really don't know where she was coming from with that. That's, that's fucking weird. In 1992 is an interesting year for Madonna. She starred in a, in a League of Their Own, one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes! As all the way May Mortabito, a baseball player in the real-life All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. A fucking phenomenal movie. It's so good. But what always bothered me is that, you know... What was advertised for the movie was that it was um, Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna. Really, Madonna's part wasn't any bigger than, like, Rosie O'Donnell's. Oh, no. Why and, not? And, like, not as big as Kit, the fucking sister. Lori Petty yes, thank was, you. like, one of the main characters. But Madonna was such a huge name at this point that they were all like, oh, well, Madonna's in it for approximately ten and a half minutes. So uh, throw her name up there. I guess. And in every scene she was in, she was with Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. And, like, it was fine. She did a great job. She did a really good job. But, like, she didn't, like, break any kind of records. She didn't and... steal any scenes. No. She, you know? She just kind of played herself. Yeah. Which is what she's good at. Herself as a 40s character. Yeah. Like, she's good at playing herself in different time periods and different scenarios. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, like, she's good at being a quippy, feisty... The fast-talking Italian chick. The fat... She's she's the one who's going to give you the backhand. The flat hand. It's the flat hand. All right, right. She's going to give you the, the flat, flat hand. hand. <laughs> and that's, like, that's all you need to tell her. All right, we need somebody who's going to give the flat hand. And Madonna's like, I'll do it. I got your flat hand right I here. I got the flat hand right here. So it's like, oh, oh, I do believe I have the flat hand right here. <laughs> Although I don't even ask me to do a Portuguese accent. I can't. I don't I, even know yeah, what that no. is. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a fucking great movie. And even though Madonna's part is on the small side, she did a great job and yeah. she stood out. Yeah. And this was also where she met Rosie O'Donnell, one of the few people in this world that achieved a lifelong friendship status with Madonna. Wow. She also contributed the song This Used to Be My Playground to the soundtrack, and that became her 10th number one hit. Like, tell me every time you hear that song, you don't just get really sad. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, immediately plucks the heartstrings. Yeah, it's so good. The same year she started Maverick Entertainment, 
an entertainment company that included a record label and also covered film, television, publishing, books, and merchandise distributing. And Madonna would receive 20% royalties on everything. Holy shit. Which was the highest royalty percentage percentage rate since Michael Jackson's deal with Sony. Wow. So she was making the same amount of money Michael Jackson did on all of his shit. That's crazy. By creating Maverick, that meant Madonna had total artistic control over everything she released. Which is great. That's awesome. For a control freak, yeah, that's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You can do whatever the fuck you want now. Which can be good and bad. Yeah, because, you know, it's great because you have artistic freedom, but it's bad because there's nobody to tell you no. You don't have that get a grip friend who's going to be like, look, that's not great. You shouldn't do that. That's not... uh... Yeah, Madonna didn't have any get a grip friends because... She didn't really have friends. She, she didn't want to get a grip friend. She didn't she want, want anyone who's going to tell her what to do. Exactly. Around this time, Madonna embarked on an eight-month relationship with Vanilla Ice. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Eight months. Eight months. I thought that was like three weeks. Eight months of Vanilla Ice. Can you imagine? <laughs> Eight months of Rob Van Winkle in your face. Word to her mother, indeed. Wow. Ripperoni. Was it... What did she see in him? Was it that itty-bitty ting? No! (laughs) I did it! That's a name for his dick. (laughs) Just tattoo itty-bitty ting on the side of your dick. Oh. (laughs) It would be so small. It's like, it's like, you know, people who like paint on grains of rice and put them in little <laughs> jars to like wear as a necklace. You'd have to tattoo Vanilla Ice's tiny little grain of rice. Yeah. Aww. Just like, and like, but you That's have to use like for 20 his dick. <laughs> tiny grain of rice? Yeah. Woof. He had a lot of names for his dick. I, anyway. I bet he did. At first it seems weird, but... It kind of makes sense. I, you know what? Yeah, they honestly. were they were two controversial people desperate for attention, and so you know what works? Just being together. Just put two people desperate for attention together, I guess. But this dream relationship came to an abrupt end when Madonna's sex book was released in October 1992. Was he in it? Yes, he was. Did he know he was going to be in it? I'll get there. Oh. Sex. Now, this is when Madonna was like, I have sex. Yeah. Look at it. And it Look wanted upon every my sex. <laughs> wanted everyone to know. Yeah. Sex. We weren't aware at this point that she was having sex. We I'm had really no glad she released idea. the book to let us know. No fucking clue she was having sex at this point. I mean, I don't know how any of us could have possibly known. <laughs> Sex was a collection of provocative photographs taken by artist Stephen Meisel, most noted for his black and white Calvin Klein campaign in 1995 that was canceled because people thought it resembled child pornography too much. Oh, no. Slightly problematic, but she went with it anyway. Oh, my. The photos depicted Madonna and other celebrities like Naomi Campbell, Isabella Rossellini, and Big Daddy Kane in sexually explicit situations. Nice. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's fine. Vanilla Ice also appeared in the book. But was he was itty bitty ting in it? <laughs> I don't think you could see anything of his in it. Oh. I don't know. But he was pissed when it was released. He claimed he never knew the photos were going to be published in the book and said he never wanted to be a part of Madonna's, quote, slutty package. Because Vanilla Ice is kind of a dick. 
You're fucking her already. And you let the pictures be taken by a photographer. Well, like, I'll, I'll give him the, the benefit of, like, oh, like, I didn't think they were going to be used in, like, a book published nationally. Like, that's fine. Like, if that was all true. And he's like, I didn't know that. That is fucked. What I mean is to say it's a slutty little package. Oh, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Like, yeah. you know who you're dating. You know you're dating her for the attention for it. Like, to be... It's one thing to be outraged and be like, I didn't know that was going to happen and I feel betrayed. Yeah. It's a completely different thing to fucking slut shame her when you're already having sex with her, when you are well aware of her personality and exactly who she yeah. is. I have very little doubt that she is nothing but upfront about her sexuality. However, sexuality. Sexuality. However, everyone was slut shaming her at this but point. But that's what I mean. And that's not an excuse, but. Everybody was fucking slut shaming her, and that's not that's not right. But again, at all. it's not like we didn't know she was having sex. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, by the way, most adults are having sex. Yeah. And also, I don't as as problematic of a person Madonna is. I don't think she would consciously deceive somebody like that. Mm. If she wanted the pictures to be in the book, she, I believe, she would have told. She would have said it up front. Okay, all right. I think she would have told him. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm taking these pictures for this book. Right. And if she didn't say anything, I think it would have been because you can't see anything of his in there, so why would he mind? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing at the end of the day. Probably the best thing Vanilla Ice ever did. Probably the most tasteful thing Vanilla Ice has ever did. So... Dude went on to be on The Surreal Life. Oh my god, I... Fucking jerk off, dude. Loved The Surreal Life. <laughs> I was really into a couple oh, seasons. Oh, God. It was so bad. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, he he lost it. And then didn't he just go by Rob Van Winkle and try to do a hardcore career? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Woof. Yeah, no, yeah. that was bad. All of it was bad. Anyway. Yes. So enough about Vanilla Ice. <laughs> critical. Just, he's a jerk. Critical and commercial reception of sex was mixed at best. Okay. Some thought it was an important feminist work, showing the world that women can be sexually free. Yeah. Some thought it was a step backwards, citing some problematic quotes from the book as proof of Madonna's total cluelessness about feminism. Oh. For instance, quote, I think for the most part, if women are in an abusive relationship and they know it and stay in it, they must be digging it. End quote. That is legit from the book. That's not cute no that's not a great look that's not what you should say it's a fucking clueless statement absolutely fucking clueless and i'm for her to be a person who's come from where she's come from too she should know better been sexually assaulted been in an abusive relationship been in those places to have absolutely no sympathy for the women or men who have gone through that shit is really fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like, how... How can you say things like this? How much of a narcissist are you? Yeah, like, how can you say... And if you're saying this shit just to get a reaction from people, then that's fucked up, too. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing good about it. There's no because good reason to say Because this is not something things. that you should exploit to get attention. No. Not at all. Ugh. It's kind of gross. It's super <laughs> gross. You know, others thought it was all fake and she was using depictions of homosexuality in her book to generate publicity, which I can understand, too. Yeah. I but kind she's had a history with women. I kind of get that, too, because 
it seems to me she doesn't necessarily take inspiration from a lot of things, mm. but rather outright rips it away and exploits it. Oh. For instance, Vogue. Yes. Voguing is something that everybody associates with Madonna now because right. of that song. But and they think she made it up. They think it was a dance she made it up that she made up. It was not. No. Nope. It was something she completely ripped out of the hands of gay men yeah. who were dancing in drag balls in underground clubs in New York City in the gay scene. Yep. She took so much shit from the gay scene and never gave them any credit for it. Ever. Yeah, yeah. she had gay backup dancers, but does anybody know their names? No, because just- she did not put them on a pedestal and feature them except for when they were behind her on tour, you know? And that's, and therein lies the difference where it's one thing to take inspiration from and, you know, do the thing. And give credit where credit's due. Give credit, employ and hire those people of that. She never really did that. She never gave the credit where she should have given credit. She just kind of took it and never said anything. Yeah. And I don't understand why a lot of gay men really idolize her mm-hmm. because she did a lot to kind of destroy their culture. Yeah. It's hard because representation is important. And yeah. I think there was just a time where Madonna was one of the few places that you could find that kind of representation. Yeah. I think we're getting better now. Yeah. And we don't have to keep looking to problematic people for that. Yeah. So, which is kind of why I think she hasn't really been relevant in the last 20 years or so. Right. Because we've done a lot in the last 20 years. Without her. Without her. Like, so. and then she comes out and does something. We're like, oh, oh no, no, sit, sit down. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Madonna. Yeah. Stop. Anyway. Yeah. Still, others just deemed Madonna a slut and called it a day. That's the worst. Which like, is still not good. Like, you know what? I'll let you have everything else. The praise, the criticism, whatever. But just stop slut-shaming her. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. She's naked. Woo. Woo-hoo. But the book sold like hotcakes anyway, moving oh, yeah. 1.5 million copies within days. Wow. She also released the album Erotica at the same time. Mm-hmm. I like how he said erotica. 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 <laughs> but Erotica's sales were dismal. <laughs> she also made a couple movies around this time that did equally as bad, including an erotic thriller called Body of Evidence with Willem Dafoe, which sounds like a movie I would have nightmares after I saw I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. That sounds like nightmare fodder. Exactly. But Girl Couldn't Catch a Break, experiencing a deluge of negative press. Everyone panned her girly show world tour where she had topless dancers and gyrated with the Puerto Rican flag. I mean, all right. There is a certain point where it's like, maybe take constructive criticism, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you need a get a grip friend who's probably like you shouldn't perform in San Juan, Puerto Rico and um, rub your genitals on the Puerto Rican flag. That's probably not a good idea. That's a choice. She also appeared on David Letterman slinging profanity. Oh, that was a fucking controversial night. He was pissed about that. She said the word fuck 13 times. Yes. And gave those censorship people a workout. Their index that. fingers were pushing that sensor button so many times. They got a sweat that night. Yeah. 
but it was unheard of on American television at the time. Apparently, people couldn't handle a woman saying fuck a lot. What? Fuck a lot. What? Fuck, fuck, fuck a lot. (laughs) And everyone got mad at her. What? Women aren't allowed to say fuck. Yeah. We can't say shit or, you know, bitch or fuck, asshole or motherfucker. Goddamn. Or, you know, pussy or Did we hit all the George Carlin ones? I don't know. Didn't have asshole. Sure. No, I, asshole, I said asshole. I think it's fine. Cocksucker. Oh, I think cocksucker's I like on cocksucker. there. Cocksucker. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring that back. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Douchebag. I like douchebag. Mm, I do too. Yeah. This was the era of Madonna the slut. She realized she needed to change tack to thwart the negative press and get herself back on top. So her next album was going to be a bit calmer. Okay. She released Bedtime Stories in 1994, which was a concerted effort to appear softer and more subdued mm. and a little more mature. Is that the one with Secret on it? Mm-hmm. I love that song. Secret and Take a Bow are fucking great. Oh, Take a great. Bow. So good. Like, I never knew what Secret is about until I just listened to it the other day and I was like, oh, this is not about what I thought it was about. Yeah. It's about self-love. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was about, like, you know... Somebody cheating on you. And I'm like, no, it's about you can't love yourself. How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> mm-hmm. She also softened her looks in a way. Once again, Madonna transformed herself all over again. She had gone from street smart punk girl of her first album to virginal sex pot of Like a Virgin to pants wearing boss lady and express yourself to dominatrix of erotica. And now she was pulling inspiration from classic film stars like Jean Harlow to show everyone she's not this mindless whore they all think she is. Okay. And no one could deny her ability to churn out one hit after another. Bedtime stories spawn secret and take a bow. The latter spending seven weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Such, and the video is great too. I fucking forgot about the video, and then I watched it the other day. I'm like, oh shit, this is a great fucking video, and oh. I remember watching it a lot and really liking it. It's the one that's in like the kind of sepia tone, and it's about it has the matadors, yes, in it. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. And like the first part of it is her like getting dressed to go watch the matadors do yes. their thing. That is a good one. Yeah. She had a couple of short-lived but high-profile flings at the time Bedtime Stories came out. The first was with Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. a series of questionable choices. Like, but Upgrade from Vanilla Ice? Is it? I don't know. I'm genuinely asking. He was... Dennis Rodman was real hot right then, so... Yeah, I think, uh, like, for the time, yes. It was trendy to to hook up with Dennis Rodman in the 90s. So. Yes. Yeah. But he later spilled all the tea about their relationship in his book, and she got pissed. Oh. She was pissed. What was the tea? Oh, I don't remember. Like, she just probably like she was crazy a crazy bitch. Yeah, she was a spoiled brat or whatever. Okay, that's fair. She also dated Tupac Shakur for less than a year, between 90, 93 and 94. I don't even know if I remember that. It was pretty secret. It was pretty secret. He was the one that ended the relationship, later explaining in a letter to her that he broke up with her because of race issues. Ooh. According to him, whereas she would almost get credit for dating a black man, if he were seen with a white woman like Madonna, he'd be letting down a lot of people in his camp. Oh. Because at that point, um, like, that whole group of rappers was like, you can't date a white lady. Yeah. 
That's not like we're very proud of our blackness and proud of who we are. It would be seen as almost a betrayal to his friends and his fans if he were dating a white woman. Yeah. But don't worry. Courtney Love was there to cheer her up. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I just jogged your memory, didn't I? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this that fucking? Yeah. (gasps) Originally, Madonna wanted to get in on that grunge game and attempted to sign hold to her Maverick label. But Courtney Love declined the offer. Courtney, at the time, insisted that her rejecting Madonna's offer led to the infamous Lynn Hirschberg Vanity Fair article that got Courtney and Kurt Cobain's newborn daughter, Frances, briefly taken mm-hmm. away from them. But apparently Madonna had nothing to do with that situation. Probably not. Because that was the article where the author accused Courtney Love of doing heroin while she was pregnant. Right. But didn't Courtney kind of allude to it? She basically said, yeah, I did drugs and I'm pregnant. So, like... What do you think's going to happen? Well, yeah. Just because you're rich and you're or, white that you shouldn't have to lose your kid? I think technically what she was saying was, I was doing heroin up until I found out I was pregnant. Right, okay. And they kind of, I don't know if they directly quoted her or they kind of twisted it a little bit. Here's the thing. I could see either, either side either doing one. something stupid. Either way. People lost their shit over it, and Child Protective Services took Francis away from them, like, two weeks after she was born. I don't necessarily blame them, because here's the thing. Were Kurt and Courtney not rich and famous, Mm -hmm. they would have never seen their daughter again. And they were also very well-known drug addicts. Right. Everybody knew they were on heroin. Right. So... Did you not expect CPS to come and check in after you had your kid? Yep. It's yeah. yeah. It's, but anyway, this isn't about Courtney and Kurt. <laughs> yeah, it's not. We about can that. easily get on that topic though. Oh, too we, easily. Someday, too easily. someday we will. But that wouldn't be Madonna and Courtney's last meeting. Oh no! And during a rooftop interview with oh. Kurt Loder before the 1995 MTV VMAs, Madonna was interrupted by oh, a that was 95 1995. Wow. Madonna was interrupted by a makeup-slinging Courtney Love. Oh, my God. Who was on the ground chucking shit at Madonna and screaming at her live on the air. so good. So fucking good. Such a mess. After jokingly saying, should we invite her up here, Kurt brought Courtney up and the two had an extremely awkward an antagonizing conversation about shoes. Because Kurt Loder is a hero. He's the hero we deserve. God bless that man. God bless Kurt Loder. God bless Kurt Loder. But that would go down in VMA history. Oh, yeah. That's like top spot for like the most well-known craziest thing. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's, It's up there. Courtney was a fucking mess, too. This was peak Courtney love of the 90s. Which I think lasted for a few years. At least from 1992 to, oh, 2015. So, yeah. We're just just right in the eye of the storm right here. Yeah. But uh, we just talked about Courtney Love, so we need to take a break. Oh, my God. Yeah. We need a breather. We need a Courtney Love breather. Courtney Love breather. We back after our Courtney Love breather. (laughs) back 
Finally, in 1996, Madonna got the critical acclaim for her acting that she so desperately wanted. Okay. It was, the oh. f- it was the film adaptation of Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber's 1978 musical Evita. Evita. <laughs> where Madonna played the starring role of Ava Perone. The filmmakers spent 15 years trying to get the right team together, and Madonna followed their progress that whole time. She petitioned to Tim Rice himself for the role, and with, oh, his, help, with his help, she locked it in. They were really going for Michelle Pfeiffer for some reason. Ugh, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she can sing. Can she sing? I have no idea. And now we'll never know because Madonna took a Vita. Actually, you know what? She can sing, but she was in Hairspray and she sang a song. Who was Miss she? Miss Spal- She Hairspray. was the bitchy girl's mother. Who sure. Was she the producer of the Corny Collins show? Or was she like the daughter of the producer or something? No, she was She was an older lady. Oh. The musical Hairspray, no, I not know, John I know. Waters. Not the John Waters version, the musical that came out only a handful of years ago. Wait, that wasn't John Waters? No, that was not John Waters. Oh, okay. You know what? None (laughs) of this matters. It doesn't. But anyway. But she can sing. Michelle Pfeiffer can sing. Okay. It was a hugely intimidating role for Madonna, one that she wasn't used to at all. But the hard work paid off big time. Her film career was at an all-time high, garnering rave reviews for her role and winning a Best Actress Golden Globe for her efforts. She's like, I finally did it. I finally did it. Basically, yeah. What a lot of people didn't know was that she was pregnant while filming Evita. Oh. In 1996, the same year the movie was released, she gave birth to Lourdes Maria Ciccone Leone, her first and only child with fitness trainer Carlos Leone. They began dating in 94, and since then, they had been quite private about their relationship. He was a very private person to begin with and wary of Madonna's celebrity. Right. They lasted a couple years, but broke up seven months after Lords was born. Oh, but babies fix everything. Babies ruin everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> then came a pretty big transitional period for Madonna. Oh, yeah. She was a mother now. and Motherhood she... changes bitches. It does. She was a mother now. She had a very successful and legitimate movie role under her belt, and it seemed like she was moving beyond the boundary-pushing provocateur roles she relished in the previous few years. She reestablished her connection to religion. However, it wasn't to Christianity. Twas not. Twas not. It was Kabbalah. Jis. Jis. (laughs) (laughs) Kabbalah was a section, or is a section of Judaism that aims at achieving higher states of consciousness through meditation and that by giving up material things, you'll get to that higher state of consciousness. It's for rich celebrities who aren't actually going to give up anything. Yeah, it's for rich celebrities who have everything, who don't want to give up anything, but want to feel like they don't need anything. I just donated like two necklaces to this art charity. <laughs> I'm giving up everything. Namaste. 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 Fuck yourself. <laughs> Namaste in bed. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, light in me acknowledges the light in me in you. Hashtag blessed. And hashtag so blessed. Oh my god. Uh, if I just talked like that the whole time, that's my yogi voice. <laughs> Can you do a whole podcast like that? It's going to be our ASMR video. <laughs> and I'm just going to talk like this. You can do that. the whole time I'm going to talk about vanilla ice. You can do that. If we're doing an ASMR video, you can talk like that and I'll just eat like Popeye's chicken. (laughs) Uh, Can I have the biscuits? Yeah, you can have the biscuits. Get the biscuits. (laughs) 
Madonna dove headfirst into this Kabbalah thing, and it seeped into her next album, 1998's Ray of Light. Which, you know what? I like that album a lot. It was not a bad album. <laughs> That's the most begrudging I've ever seen you. <laughs> wasn't a bad album. I will cop to it. It was not a bad album. But I remember- It is very telling of the times, though. Oh, it encompasses- Late, late 90s, 90s pop music. Yeah. Like, it yeah. dominates all of my memories of, like, top 40 shit of the late 90s. Dude, when I was listening to Ray of Light, the song today, I am just zapped back into eighth grade. Oh, yes. it's It has junior high written all over it. I'm zapped back to a mixtape I made of that oh. from the radio. Oh, boy. Yup. Yikes. But I remember everyone making a huge fucking deal about this album because... It was nothing like anything Madonna had done before. Right. She was all wrapped up in this Eastern spiritualism thing and people eat that shit up. And she also really embraced electronica in this too. Yeah. She specifically, she did that specifically because she wanted that kind of dance electronic kind of thing. She's never really looked back from that. Yeah. For better or worse. For better or worse. She never looked back. I mean respect yeah. for digging your heels in. but then again mm. she was kind of towing the line on the cultural appropriation thing a little bit a little bit or kind of just going all in on it kind of she would go to she would go out in public dressed in saris and wearing bindis which truth be told was the hot fashion trend of the time thanks Gwen Stefani <sighs> I can't. But it was pretty pretentious. I can't judge it. I wore bindies. How dare you? I was not a good 14 year old. <laughs> but you were 14. Yeah. She was almost 40. That's, there's, there li- therein lies the difference, my friend. Is yeah. That I was 14 and saw Gwen Stefani and Madonna doing it and thought I could do it. Right. And then as a grown ass adult, I'm like, ooh. Let me find all those pictures of me wearing bindies and burn them. Yeah. Because I feel really bad and awkward about it. They but sold you them learned, at Claire's. But you you learned from it. I did. I know that that was wrong. Yes. <laughs> and I was also only 14. And you know what? I hope Gwen Stefani knows it's wrong, too. Just because you dated an Indian guy doesn't mean you get to wear a bindi. I also wore really sweet skirts with, like, glitter dragons on them. Oh, I did, too. I got them from Delia's. They were amazing. They were fa- I kind of wish I still had that. I also it's got kind of- a Delia's catalog every month. Oh, hell yeah. God. I remember pointing out all of the things that I wanted to my grandmother so she could buy them for me for Christmas. Yep. That's it. Being 14 was great. <laughs> Honestly, being 14 in the late 90s, not bad. It was, it was bad. all right. It was all right. I don't regret it. But that's what high school is for mistakes but ray of light did immensely well and critics praised her strong vocal performance and electronica inspired songs but they also praised this new adultish madonna Mm -hmm. this transformation was a huge one she came across grounded wizened and motherly yeah all right no more slut shaming that's nice yeah all right Ray Turns of- out you just have to have a kid in there. It's like, well, she's not a slut because she has a child. Yeah. And, and tone down the bleach blondness. The the golden hue is oh, what... Oh, she goes back. Oh, yeah. She goes back real hard. Yeah. Ray of Light was doing really well, but Madonna's personal life wasn't doing so hot. Her relationship with boyfriend Andy Bird was on the skids. 
But then she found out she was pregnant. Skids. Skids. <laughs> Before she could decide whether she wanted to have the baby or not, she suffered a mar- miscarriage. Oh, that's right. It was a terribly trying time and their relationship did Aww. not make it through. But this opened the door to new love and it wasn't long afterwards that she met Guy Ritchie. Hmm. For better or worse? Oh, I, don't, I don't even know. On either end, I don't even know. Yeah. He was an English movie director from a well-to-do background. He's still an English movie director from a well-to-do background. He is. <laughs> but does anybody really care anymore? He makes movies that make people throw up now. What? What has he even done lately? He did that Robin Hood movie. And he did Aladdin. Robin Hood? Yeah, there was like a Robin Hood movie. Like two summers ago, and a lot of people didn't like it because the mo like like it made the motion sick because they would like put cameras on top of people when they were running around and it made people motion. Oh, sick. did he do a really tried and he did sad a Guy Ritchie version of, of Robin Hood, but through the Blair like like, Witch like imagine lens. like Snatch meets Robin Hood meets Blair Witch. That sounds awful. <laughs> it wasn't great. That sounds horrible. Of course nobody went and saw it. Jesus Christ. What are you thinking? Yeah. Anyway, he rose to the challenge of being Madonna's intellectual match. It wasn't long before Madonna relocated to England to be with Guy. For worse or worse. It's just worse. It's just worse. (laughs) And she gave birth a month early to their son Rocco on August 11, 2000. By the end of the year, she and Guy were married and they honeymooned at Sting's estate. So they could do tantric sex the whole time? Uh And this is when people started noticing a weird affectation in Madonna's speech. Oh. She was speaking with a fake British accent and a bad one at that. Nope. She totally picked it up in a month. Totally. I have friends who've lived in Ireland for years and never picked up an accent. You will pick up inflections, but you're not going to fucking have an accent after a month. No, you won't have an accent. You're not. No. Unless you fake one. Unless you fake it. There you go. She also, at this time, got on that Let's All Sue Napster band. Oh. So is she friends with Lars Ulrich? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine having lunch with Madonna and Lars Ulrich? I wouldn't know who to shoot. Myself. Them or myself. Just just me. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't even... I don't need to be here for any of this. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> But that didn't stop her next album, Music, from doing well. By now, pop music was... By now, pop music had, was saturated with singers like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. So Madonna needed something to distinguish her from the pack and get the attention of a younger audience. So she turned to Acid House, utilizing techno as a way to meld genres and gain a new following. I mean, that doesn't mean she did it well, but she sure did it. It does not mean she did it well. She embarked on a massive tour in support of music, the first tour she'd done in eight years. Oh, shit. It was hugely successful, selling out forty all 47 show dates. But by the end of it, it was marred by the September 11th attacks. Oof. Yeah. What wasn't selling were tickets to her next disaster of a movie swept away. Directed by her husband, Guy Ritchie. I don't even remember that movie. Granted, I don't know movies, but still. It's, I remember it topping the lists of worst movies ever made. Beautiful. For a long time. All right. It was bad. So it was I to, before, all until Catwoman came out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Swept Away will become one of the most maligned movies ever made, and it is still the butt of many jokes to this day. Nice. It was around this time that people started noticing a change in Madonna's personality. She was more grown up now, but also becoming rude. (laughs) For lack of a better word. In the book I read for these episodes, the Madonna like an icon, there's a lot of talk about Madonna alienating the people that had been the closest to her. Mm. Like she would actually be mean to them and completely incredulous towards them if they contradicted her in any way. It was the same way she treated the media or how she would constantly throw shade at other more popular or relevant artists. Oh, like, she does that. Constantly. She still does that. Constantly. A lot. Like she would get so incredulous towards Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera because she was intimidated by them and they were taking her audience. Years later, she talked a lot of shit about Lady Gaga and was mm-hmm. like, and she said a lot of shitty things and Gaga was heartbroken. Especially when Born This Way came out because everybody was like, oh, this sounds like um, Express Yourself. Right. And so like Madonna throws all this shade mm-hmm. and Gaga's just like, first of all, grew up idolizing Madonna. Yeah. So you have your idol who's like, you suck. And like Gaga never even said anything to make Madonna want to say something. Madonna just decided that because she doesn't like that there's a younger pop star. Yeah. Who's more popular than her. Yeah. She's taken her place. And like, that's my problem with Madonna. And maybe I'm jumping a little early on this. No, it's true. Girl does not know how to age gracefully. No. Girl does not know how to in like. In no way. In any is she way. And I'm sorry. gracefully. And I'm not at like, do what you want to do with your body. Like, do what you want with your body. But not the R. Kelly way. Like, just like as a human. I guess what, do what makes you feel comfortable. But also like, aging is a luxury. Like, not everybody gets to get old. And Madonna has had so much work done that it's like, you don't look like a person anymore. That gap. I know that. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? I don't have a problem with plastic surgery, period. If that's what makes you feel good about yourself and gives you confidence, fine. It just shows that she it shows that she doesn't have confidence in herself. Right. That this confidence that she tried to exude the last 30 years or so... didn't really exist right and now that she's not as popular as she was before it's kind of it's like all her shit is showing now right and that's the thing is now she needs to bring other people down and it's just i think all of her negativity is coming to the surface right i think and i think another way of that showing is just how she just unprovoked will say shitty things about other artists i think if she really wants people to if she really wants people to know that she is the undisputed queen of pop, then she should start making some good fucking music again and all. stop insulting other people that are taking her place. Yeah. If you don't want your place taken, don't allow it to be taken. Right. She's kind of allowing it to be taken because she's not making good music anymore. Oh, your music's trash now, Madonna. It ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. But anyway, please continue. So 2003... <laughs> speaking, Sorry, we really we really jumped shitty we really jumped 16 years into the future into right now but yes well we didn't 
No, I just mean with that rant. With that rant, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now we're meant. now we're backtracking. Backtracking to two thousand three. We're pumping the brakes on it for now. Well, two thousand three wasn't good to anybody. Two thousand three saw the release of American Life, Oof. which was a huge commercial disappointment. It seemed like an attempt for Madonna to think a little deeper and create music that meant something politically. Okay. Or it was a way for her to capitalize on political issues that were polarizing the nation in the Probably. early two thousands. Either way, the album did terribly. Not helping things was the fact that she co-opted the likeness of Che Guevara for the album's cover, as if she were a true revolutionary or a guerrilla warfare hero. Eventually, she backed off the war themes for the after the Dixie Chicks got death threats for speaking out Ugh. against then-President Bush. And they were actually just voicing true, real opinions. Instead of capitalizing on a trend. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Little tidbit. I couldn't find American Life on Spotify. No, I don't know if I didn't dig deep Imagine enough. That. Or if Madonna said, please don't put this on. But Probably. either way, I had I had a hard time finding it. Yeah, I think American Life so far is her worst selling album. Oh, Probably. Because Erotica was her worst selling for a long time and then American Life came out and everyone's like, nope. Erotica isn't even that bad. No. It just wasn't what people wanted at the time. Like, yeah. you can go revisit Erotica and, like, find some legit good songs on it. Yeah. I don't think you could say that about American Life. Yeah. Yeah, mm. no. No. I don't think so. Mm. Naturally, after a disaster of an album, Madonna did something that would get everyone's tongues wagging again. <laughs> Another controversial performance at an MTV VMAs. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> this is like her... The VMAs are like her bread and butter. If she's ever doing bad, like, career-wise, she can know. go on the VMAs and do some ridiculous shit and get everybody talking about it. I don't know what else she can milk anymore. I mean, I, oh, don't, I don't think, think that the VMAs are still a thing anymore. I mean, they are, but I don't think anyone cares. But I don't care. I mean, I don't so care. So therefore, nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> Sorry if you care, but... but you don't. But I don't even know what she could do anymore. I think she's she's milked it for what it's worth at this point. Yeah. I don't know. After this, what can you do? Yeah. During a mashup performance of her songs Hollywood and Like a Virgin, she kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, both of whom were dressed like Madonna in her Like a Virgin days. It was all right. I but mean, like, everyone what? lost their shit over but it. But, like, I thought Britney and Christina weren't talented and weren't good enough and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, until until they can make you popular again? Yeah. Huh. Until they can make you some money. Look at that. <laughs> but Justin Timberlake loved it. <laughs> Seriously, go on YouTube and find the fucking video for this performance. If you don't all, remember remind it. You, it'll remind you of the early 2000s. It will remind you of how horrible the early 2000s were, but also reminds you that Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears dated and Britney cheated on him. And that's why he wrote, like, Cry Cry River. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then when he watches Britney and Madonna kiss, oh, he just his get, face. Just the face that, that he face. makes is fucking beautiful. And they, I love it. MTV was just waiting for it, too. Like, eh. They did so Zoom many shots of Camera his three face. on Justin. Camera three on Justin. <laughs> we just did camera, th camera three on Justin. Do you see his face right now? It's great. This is all I'm watching. When gifts are a thing, it's going to be a great <laughs> gif. You mean gifs? Gif. Jif <laughs> is peanut butter. Truth. We speak the truth here. Get at it right or pay the price. 
Anyway, in November 2005, she released Confessions on a Dance Floor. Oh, yeah. This was a straight-up dance album harkening back to her danceteria roots. Did this have Hung Up on it? Yes. Which I will say is a guilty pleasure Madonna song for me. Yeah. It... Hold on. (laughs) No. No, hung, Hung Up is really great. I really like that song. But I think I like it because... It was one of only two songs ABBA ever allowed their music to be sampled for. Right. I've also had this song stuck in my head for two weeks and I don't even know any of the words. And that. I'm hung up on you. That's all I remember. Every little thing that you say or do. I'm hung up. I'm hung up on you. That's all I know. That's all I know. But thank you, ABBA, for creating a really awesome Madonna song. The hook. That hook, though. But that hook, though. She went out on the Confessions Tour in 2006, and again, it was hugely successful. Go for her. It was the highest grossing tour by a female artist at that point. But Shit. It was, but it was boycotted, of course, for her use of religious symbols and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> by that time, she had sold over 200 million copies of her albums worldwide. Wow. Soon after, she started the charitable organization Raising Malawi while traveling in the country during her tour. While there, she decided to adopt a child named David Banda. Oh, yeah. The public expressed criticism again, as it appeared Madonna adopted this boy illegally. (gasps) Oh, really? I'm sorry. I think it's Malawi. It's Malawi. I pronounced it wrong. Uh, Malawi laws say anyone wanted to... Who, anyone wanting to adopt a child from the country must live there for a year before doing so. Oh, I think I do remember that. But Madonna didn't do that. She, she's Madonna. She's Madonna, and she can she thinks she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She just took him after reaching an agreement with the boy's father. But eventually, the adoption was finalized in 2008. She also directed her first film, Filth and Wisdom, in 2008. Nope. Because... Never heard I of guess it. she thought she could be a director now. Ooh, no. I don't know. Just because your husband's a mediocre. Okay. I shouldn't say mediocre. I do like Snatch. Yeah. He did Snatch. Lock, stock, two Lock smoking barrels. barrels. <laughs> Fuck, fine. No way. That Robin did. Hood movie that made people throw up. <laughs> um, Did he do. He did Aladdin. Did he? Yeah, the live action. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um,. There was another one. Did he do Boondock Saints? No. Who did Boondock Saints? I don't know. We're not a movie podcast. Yeah, we're not a movie podcast. I don't know if you guys could tell. We are not a movie I podcast. Anyway, she directed that film. And it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> one critic even said that Madonna shouldn't quit her day job. Oof. <laughs> and her day job is what got her inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that same year. She didn't perform at the ceremony, but the Stooges performed Burning Up and Ray of Light at her request. Why didn't she perform? Because she's too good for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I don't even love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But here's the thing. If you're inducted into it, just perform a couple of fucking songs. First of all, the Talking Heads, or just Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Reunited to perform. And they are all fighting. There is a ton of bands that fucking hate each other that will reunite to perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And they don't normally let women, let alone pop acts, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Solo pop acts. So the fucking fact that you were nominated, accepted, inducted, still didn't show up, 
You are not too good for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Madonna. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. Just have, like, a shred of humbleness to your personality. Just, like, a fucking shred. I cut you a little slice from this humble pie. Yep. I just think you should take a little nibble. You don't even have to eat the whole thing. Just I know you're watching your your little waist there. So just little nibbles. I just want to make sure. Just little little kernels of humbleness. (laughs) God damn it. (sighs) But no. You need Rosie O'Donnell to come in and slap her with a fucking (laughs) flat hand. That's what she needs. Rosie could have been her get a grip friend. Maybe Rosie was her get a grip friend for a while. Maybe. Rosie, come back. Come back to Madonna. Rosie, come back. Madonna (laughs) needs your help right now. Because her music's bad. And she's kind of a big asshole. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really... Yeah, that's That's a good one. That's That's a good good one. one. Anyway. (laughs) Her 11th studio album, Hard Candy, was released in 2008. She worked with Justin Timberlake and Pharrell for this album, because in 2008, who didn't work with Justin Timberlake and Pharrell? And that was um, Four Minutes, right? Four Minutes yeah. was a huge hit, becoming Madonna's 37th Billboard Top 10 hit. Damn. Surpassing Elvis with the most top 10 hits by any musician. But can we also talk about like what was going on in 2008? Nothing good. Nothing. nothing. We had nothing in 2008. Yeah. It was a dismal year. It wasn't great. The second half of 2008 was rough. <laughs> Her younger brother, Christopher, released his book titled Life with My Sister Madonna. Oh, yeah. Which caused a rift between them as the publication was not okayed by Madonna before it was released, which it doesn't have, have to, to be. be. Just because it's about Madonna doesn't mean she gets to okay it. You know what? Madonna's family gets to fucking talk about her because they're her family and that's their, like... They have the same blood. They have the same fucking last name. Like, chill your fucking tits. Yeah. Just calm the fuck down. It's fine. There is nothing in his book that would ruin your career. Wait, there wasn't even anything bad? Even if there was bad shit in it. Like, she's already done all the bad shit herself. So what can he possibly say? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That same year, she also filed for divorce from Guy Ritchie. Oh, no. They agreed to... (laughs) You sound so upset. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) They agreed to a settlement by December, splitting their children's time between Guy's home in London and Madonna's in New York. She then tried to adopt another... I keep saying this wrong. Malawian child named Mercy but ran into trouble with the courts. Because she wouldn't live there for a fucking year and just follow the damn yes, rule? Yes, exactly. That is exactly you what happened. You are not above the law, Madonna. Yeah. And they ruled that she could not adopt him or her. But Madonna was finally granted adoption rights after she appealed the decision. Oh, I guess she is above the law. I guess so. Ugh. But I do remember this was the time in my life where I read a lot of tabloids. Yeah. And I remember this being a big deal, the Guy Ritchie Madonna divorce. Yeah, and at that point they were almost as popular as um Victoria as Posh and David Beckham. I would say they were more popular. Yeah. I the think their British divorce tabloids... is more popular than their than the Beckham's marriage. Yeah. Yeah. They def- they were definitely rivaled. And they were they were really huge for the British tabloids. Because right. You know what we say about the British tabloids? They're the worst. They're the worst. They're the actual worst. 
No, I just read the American ones like us and people because when I worked at the box office, we had a lot of tabloids sitting around. Yeah. For downtime. As you do. Yeah, as you do. Uh, the rest of the 2000s were a mishmash of random business ventures for Madonna. She created a clothing line with her daughter called no. Material Girl, which huh. wasn't, wasn't bad. And she had another one called Truth or Dare, which is actually pretty cute. Yeah, I do actually her remember sh- that. The shoes were really good. Yeah. I like the shoes. She also opened a line of gyms called Hard Candy Fitness. Oh, that's weird. Very weird. I don't know about that. She again tried her hand at directing, releasing W.E. in 2011. This was a film about King Edward VIII and Wallace Simpson and their weird fucking affair. And he abdicated the throne after only a few weeks on it because he wanted to marry her. And she was an American who had been divorced like two times already. Choices choices he he loved her though i'm not gonna malign them for that however it was released to negative reviews and honestly if i wanted to see a movie about two historical figures i would not trust madonna to tell that story agreed sorry i'm not i'm not sorry (laughs) i i I, yeah her success didn't waver though she played the halftime show for super bowl 46 Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm And more... You want my fucking hot takes, you can either listen to the last episode or listen to our MIA episode. Yeah. And more people watched her performance than the actual game. I remember that, too. I wasn't paying attention to the game. I watched the halftime show. But I watched it for MIA. I watched it for everybody but Madonna. And Nicki Minaj. You know what? I'm not even going to lie. There was definitely a point in my life where I loved Nicki Minaj. Pink Friday is a good album. <laughs> Fight me. I'm not going to deny that. When she first came out, she was great. All right. She was just like, nope, this is me. She was kind of Madonna-ish in the, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want and fuck you if you don't like it. And it's so fucked up how both of these women, specifically MIA, flips off the camera, does something quote unquote controversial, and Madonna doesn't stand behind her despite the fact that your entire career is built on the fact That you do controversial things. Because I think she's jealous that other women can do that now. But they can do it because of you. Right. So you should be proud of yourself for that. Why are you not? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. she lost all her get a grip friends. <laughs> she never really had one. She wouldn't let herself. Yeah. I don't know. I, I very much remember her not moving a whole lot during the performance. She didn't. She had... People carry her there most of the time. There were a lot of backup dancers for a that one. And watching her performances now, she doesn't move very much. She does get carried a lot. Which is, hold on. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You are older. Please do not hurt yourself. But I, I don't think she does it because she's older and can't dance. She can still dance. Oh, no, it's she just, can. I think she wears shoes that she can't dance in. Take a lesson from Prince. Don't wear shoes you can't dance in. Yeah. Because do you want to have, like, horrible hip problems? I bet you don't. And have to secretly take, like, narcotic pain pills to manage yeah. it? And, and then, then you die, die from it? Yeah, don't do it. Don't do that. No matter how I feel about you, Madonna, I don't want you to die. Stay alive. <laughs> Live. Yeah. In the most recent few years, Madonna has released the albums MDNA, mm-hmm. Rebel Heart, mm-hmm. and Madame X. Woof. She... Oh, I listened to a good chunk of Madame X. Yeah. She donated funds to Detroit to help with their bankruptcy problems and continued work with uh, Raising Malawi. 
Okay. She also has a pretty big social media following now. Oh, yeah. Which has gotten her into some trouble. Oh, yeah. In 2014, she shared a photo of then 13-year-old Rocco and his (gasps) friends with bottles of liquor. She refused to apologize and told people to get a sense of humor. (sighs) Oh, no. Later that same year, she used the N-word in an Instagram photo of Rocco. You can't do that. She did apologize for that, but it sounded more... Was it one of those, I'm sorry if I offended someone? I'm sorry you got offended for something that I said. This is a you problem, not me. Yeah, that's the kind of apology it was. She's the kind of person who's like, I have black children, so I can use the N-word. I have gay friends, so I can use the F word. No, that's not how it works. I exploit these minoritized people so I can do these things. That's not how that works. not how it works. Madame X was released on April 14th of this year. Oh, yeah. Making it her 14th studio album. It debuted at number one. However, the next week dropped to the disappointing number 77. Good. Because it's fucking terrible it's the fourth biggest drop from number one in billboard history good good it is so bad (laughs) it is so bad so i i you know go through the discographies and i listen through spotify Uh and i was listening to the this is madonna spotify and it's a lot of her new stuff which i'm like this is not good no Despite the fact that she works with very prolific producers and writers She's on her last few trying albums, trying way garbage. too hard to do whatever's popular right now. And yeah. here's the thing: you cannot always do what's popular right now. You have niches, and you need to own those. You need to like those, and stay in them sometimes. And that's fine because, yes, fads come and go. Madonna is not a fad. She can do what she wants and, like, people will revisit it. And I think that there's something to be said about artists who are just going to keep doing what they are feeling and keep doing what they believe in as opposed to doing what's popular. Because even though maybe you're not going to hit number one, yeah, at least, like, you have your dignity and you also, you're going to stand the test of time. I think Ray of Light, maybe... Music, maybe, maybe the one that came after it. Confessions on a dance Confessions floor. Confessions on a sta- or dance, the dance floor. floor. Whatever. I, I would say maybe those two, three could stand the test of time. But after that. Nothing in the 2000s really yeah. will. Well, the big problem right now, I think, with Madonna is that she's coming off as desperate. Yes. She's coming off. Oh, her songs on this new album are desperate like her her music and her image are just coming off as incredibly desperate trying to hang on to this shred of youth you can't you can't can't do that she used to be this innovator she used to be the one that was setting the trends and blazing the trails and then somewhere in like the mid 2000s or whatever 2008 2010 Mm -hmm. it just came to an abrupt halt and she just lost it. She she lost her touch. Yeah. She's not in touch with anything anymore. So now she, instead of being the innovator, she's chasing after all of these trends that don't suit her. Right. So. She's chasing after whatever is popular to stay relevant. Yeah. As so, opposed to making her own path to stay relevant. Right. Which is sad because it's such a fucking 180 from what she was in the right. 80s and 90s. Right. 
And uh, if she's not going to be that innovator anymore, then she should just stop. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. You have the money. You can make whatever music you want. Right. So why are you trying so desperately to be trendy? Or just even just work with the younger artists and, and mentor them. Yeah. Something. But Don't instead she's and just stop acting. By them. Stop acting like you're too good for everybody. Because you're not. You're not. Like that's my biggest disappointment with Madonna is even if she's kind of always been this her whole life, she's just embracing this I'm holier than thou so much more than yeah. she used to. She's she's a really polarizing figure yeah. now to me, especially because on the one hand, She's done a lot for feminism in the last 40 years. She's shown that a woman can be the biggest pop star in the world and make the most money by doing whatever it is she wants to do. But at the same time, she's done a lot of anti-feminist shit. Right. But here's the thing. Madonna must have done something right or else she wouldn't have lasted this long. Right. And people would have written her off long ago. But she's still around. She's still making her presence known. She has a legacy for better or worse, and she's inspired thousands of young entertainers that have come up in her wake. Yeah. It's just really sad to see that she's so fucking desperate for attention now. But you bring up a really good point. It's she definitely has made enough of a mark to make it so that we're rooting for you. We just want you to make <laughs> we the were right choice. We're all rooting for you. We we're are Tyra Banks in you. you real hard we are still, I'm still Tyra Banks in her. I would love to see her just stop and say, you know what? I'm not Miley Cyrus. I'm not Taylor Swift. I am not going to be Nicki Minaj. They are now taking the mantle that I have set. Yeah. And I'm going to just, you know what? You could do it. I'm gonna fucking ever. relax now. You can do. <laughs> you, know? you can either relax. And I want to raise you can your do, family. You can do whatever. I the fuck don't want to say you could do whatever you want because I think she thinks she could do whatever she wants and she can't. What I mean is, you can take your time on a project. You don't have to sound like what's popular right now. Yeah. If you wanna, I mean, like if she wanted to go back to like jazz standards or even dabble more in techno and electronica and house, I think that would be better for her. She can even be a DJ if she wants. Oh my to. god. Go if be Madonna a DJ. Went to be a DJ. I think she could do a decent job at it. Yeah. it. Just, but just feel your oats, girl. Don't look at what's popular right now. Yeah, she is such an icon, and she has done so much. And I do respect her in that aspect of you have definitely paved the way for women, one hundred percent. And I respect her so much for that. But like all the step back she has, you're just like, you were so close. You were so close, and then you just did that thing. She's, she's fucking Paula. You wore that grill. Why are you wearing a grill? <laughs> she, she, Paula Abdul and MC Cool Catted that shit. But not two like Two steps them. forward. One step forward. Two, two steps, steps back. back. Madonna's more like two steps forward and three steps back. You're but doing like, great. Are... You're doing so much cool shit, and then you fucking talk shade. Like, Throw stop, shade. Sorry. Stop throwing shade at other women. And like, enjoy your family. Don't call them the N-word. <laughs> just, just be. Just, you know what? Take also, a real yoga class. Go to, like, a dirty donation-based yoga class. <laughs> None of your ritzy Kabbalahs, whatever. Yeah. Just go to a basic bitch, dirty donation-based yoga class. Meet normal people. 
and feel like a normal person again. Yeah. All right. I feel like we've been shitting on her. Yeah. But still, like, respect because you have done a lot. I I have respect for her because, yes, she has done a lot. She did so much for feminism yes. in the 80s and 90s. And everybody hated her for it. And she took all that hate and turned it into something positive into a fucking amazing career. Yes. 100%. And that is something to be celebrated. Yeah. I'm going to try to stay optimistic. And now she has... Because that's what these beers are doing to me. And now she has a fake Portuguese accent. So good for her. Oof a doof. I mean... Let's see where that goes. All right. Let's see where that goes. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe in a year we'll do another Madonna episode. Like, woof. We got to talk about Madonna. (laughs) We got to talk about her accents. Oh, God. Just an episode on Madonna's accents alone. Oh, my God. Anyway, I think that's a good place to put a pin on it. Madonna's accents. Perfect place to end this. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We appreciate your love and support. It's great and it's needed and wanted for sure. Indeed. Yes. And if you want to go ahead and follow us on the social medias, we've got the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagrams. You can just check it all out at www.rockcandypodcast.com. It is our website and it's one-stop shop. You can comment on episodes, toss us an email. We love emails where you're just like, hey, I like this or hey, don't forget about that. And like, whatever. We just like to talk to people. It's fine. And you can also find our social medias on there as well. Indeed. So, you know, yeah. And if you're feeling generous, you can hop on our Patreon website. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. And you can sign up for your monthly donation to our lovely cause. Yes. Uh, we bought some resources recently mm-hmm. that I have been fully using. And I don't just mean beer, like actual like <laughs> research resources. Yeah, and it's so great. thank you to everyone who is donating to our Patreon. Yes, thank you so much. you guys have definitely made a lot of things possible yeah. for us. And it has been a rough summer. <laughs> so we super appreciate it. And depending on how much you contribute, you can get your name shouted out on our episodes. Well, everyone gets a name shout out. Everybody Would does. Would you like that internet fame? Because <laughs> we can give it to you. Um, you can also get bonus episodes and some sweet, sweet swag. Swag, 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 swag. So, I mean, those are all up there, too. And, uh, you know, also shout out to our network, the Pantheon Podcast Network. Full five star stop. I don't know. I made that up. It's fine. Full five star stop. Okay, sure. Yeah. Of just amazing music podcasts. Yeah, go check them out. They got stuff. We're in good company at Pantheon. Yeah. Not not bad company by bad company (laughs) on the album Bad Company. It's all good company. Good company. I can't deny. (laughs) I can't. It's good times. It's good times. Great oldies over at the Pantheon Podcast Network. Indeed. They're going to kick us off. <laughs> it was my bad rendition of Bad Company. Yeah, they're going to be like, you know what? We didn't. I don't know why we I don't know why we wanted them here in the first place. <laughs> oh, anyway. So next week, next week will be more fun, crazy, weird stories <laughs> with problematic human beings, because that's what the world of music is, guys. If we've learned anything, it's a world full of problematic people. But you know what? No heroin. Hey, really? I think we're going to go three straight weeks without heroin. <gasps> this is amazing. I think that might be a record. This is a record. <laughs> three three weeks with no heroin incident. 
<laughs> we I need a calendar. It. We need a chalkboard. So yeah, we we're definitely going to make one of those, like, this many days without heroin <laughs> without incident. This many podcasts without a heroin incident. That's amazing. But, wow. uh, yeah, so tune in next week for more crazy stories. And until then, party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And party on, you crazy kids out there. Ooh, balls out. Thank you.